looking bad, me spending a couple thousands on my titties and my ass cheeks. Get my teeth done, cash at me. Sneak dissing on the ground, bitch at me. Think y'all already knew what type of time I was on today. You already knew what the vibe was gonna be to open the show. That is Jobs by the City Girls. Um, shout out to just Miami living. Um, they knew I needed that record, so they brought it. Shout out to my ex, he would hate that song. So we just gonna play it loud and proud. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I am your host. Asia Abstin. I want to say thank you guys for all of your fantastic feedback on last week's episode with my dog, Sunny Speaks. Uh, y'all loved it, and I loved it, and I loved her, and I loved y'all feedback, and it just was booming. Um, I have another guest with me today that I'm super pumped about, and um, we are going to hop directly into that, but I just want to remind you guys to always subscribe to the show so you know when episodes drop. Continue to rate and review the show so I know what you're feeling, what you're not feeling. Always get in touch with me. It is Asia at GetRichOrGetDrunkTrying.com. Follow me on Instagram. Follow the show on Instagram. I am at KamikazeKitten on the gram. And uh, let's jump directly into it. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I am joined today by um, Miami's most eligible bachelor, Jamal Jones. Good morning. Good morning, Asia. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for coming by. You brought coffee because you love me and vegan snack. I'm telling y'all, the finesser is in the building. I will link his, um, what should I link? Your LinkedIn? LinkedIn, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Everything. Cash out. Cash out. You want the, li- oh, well. You know what time? This is why we're friends. You know <laughs> the vibes. Um, yes. you are a very busy man. You got a lot to do, and you're squeezing me in today, and I appreciate you. You're welcome. Never too busy for you. I appreciate it. I had to talk about um entanglement today, yeah. and I figured who better to discuss this with than someone who enjoys being entangled himself. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's one thing to be entangled, no conditioner to detangle. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I've Absurd. been there a few times. How? Why? What's the situation? You know, wanting to have your cake and eat it too. Okay, got it. You yeah. know what? Let's introduce you to the people a little bit and then we'll come back around to your entanglements. Um, tell me a little bit about you and how we know each other and why I knew you'd be perfect for the show. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York originally, moved to Florida back in 2007, had no one here, decided that, you know, I was gonna hustle and make my own way. Um, started my own firm, firm, Jones Health Law, back in 2016. And, uh, you know, it's been taking off like a rocket ship ever since. Yes, it has, black excellence. Yes. What type of law do you specialize in? So health law, I work with a lot of health systems, doctors, plastic surgeons, dentists. So you know my future it. husband. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> Preferably in I don't plastics. Know. He's, he's, he's still on wife number two right now. <sighs> yeah. Damn, so, yeah. I don't want to be a third wife. <laughs> Not ideally. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you know, good things come to those who wait. Good Save thing. the best for last. Got right? it. You're such All a man. Only a man would say some shenanigans well, like but that. But see, and that's actually not a bad thing, right? And the reason why I say that is because sometimes in life you have to make mistakes in order to kind of like do the right thing and get ultimately what it is that you want in okay. life. You know, like 
if you don't go through trials and tribulations, how do you know you don't what really, you really want? Exactly, exactly. You know what you're looking for in a partner, and you also know what you're not looking for. Don't finesse partner. me, Jamal. I don't. <laughs> oh God, you see what I'm talking about? This is why I wanted him on the show because he is full of opinions that sound like I'm not going to agree with them, but he convinces me that they make sense. Well, you know, I'm a graduate of the school of future, like I said. (laughs) Yes, the toxic king. And (laughs) that's a perfect segue into back into entanglement. Um, So as we know, Will, Jada, uh, September are having a thing or had a thing or is a thing. You know, I really was unclear of what was going on until she brought herself to the red table and it just exploded and my DMs were out of control. Everybody wanted to know what my opinion was on the situation. Um, To recap for anyone who doesn't know, I guess Will and Jada were going through a period of their marriage where they had separated. They had flat out, you know, broke up. Not a divorce, but we need to take some time apart. And in Jada's off time, she was um, entangled with (laughs) August Alsina of all fucking people. And um, because August is a dry snitch, he came out and told all their personal business uh, in great detail and talked about, I guess, their love affair. And um, the Smiths had really no choice but to respond. You know, I kind of disagree with that. Okay, hit me. I don't think that they necessarily had to respond. Like, yeah, you're a public figure. But when you look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, for example, right? And that mm. whole, you know, Elevator scenario incident. that kind of went down. They didn't really comment on that at all. I mean, they kind of spoke about it very briefly in music. a song. But that was it. There was no way for people to kind of have a back and forth with them about it. Mm-hmm. And now they've moved on. We've all moved on and no one's really like talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think by them addressing it, now you're kind of like fanning the flames a little bit and making this into a much bigger thing than it had to be. That's what I'm mm-hmm. all about, like maintaining privacy from a relationship standpoint. Okay. Like people don't really need to know everything that's going on with me in my relationships mm-hmm. because then now you're inviting criticism. Okay, okay, okay. On one side, yes. Ideally, J and B, they are the icons of this shit. They invented, you know, you only knowing what we want you to know. Right. However, they are musicians. And I think it's a little different as a musician because you do have the outlet of your music and your albums and your tour and even what you wear and what projects you take on to tell those snippets of your story. Actors don't really have that. They're not, they don't play themselves. They don't have reality shows. They have no way to combat the shitstorm that's brewing around what they're doing. And then I think they wanted to kind of change the narrative or at least direct the narrative in a way that, listen, we were split up. We weren't together. It's not that big of a deal. It was an entanglement, which mm-hmm. is why she didn't call it like flat out a relationship, at least to begin with. Sure. And um, kind of... I don't know. Give their side of the story. I, again, I don't really think it was necessary because for years you heard about them being swingers. Right? Yeah. And they Whispers. never, ever addressed it. Right. right. So this could have been another one of those situations where you had August come out and say all kinds of things and about they them just and left they just it left alone. it alone. Yeah, because now I think that the wound from that was healing mm-hmm. and now you've picked a scab But off. whose wound? Because they looked like they were perfectly healed. They were like, this was years ago. They had on matching outfits. Actors. The vibe. Oh! 
Come on, Re- man. Come ah. on. To sit to, I don't care how much meditating you do. Mm-hmm. You know how much self-introspecting you do. Mm-hmm. You are going to be affected by this in right. some way, shape, or form. It might be milder than some other Significantly. people, right? Especially because it was years ago. Yeah, but still, you know, something like that. When you have another guy, kind of like. Not only being intimate physically, right. but being there like emotionally for, for your, your wife, wife. as mm-hmm. well. That's a hard thing to get over for anyone. Of course it is. And now when you have like millions of people around talking the world about it. talking about it. And we'll be talking it, about it to the end of time. Yeah. You, I mean, you could see it on his face. Yeah. You know, you could see it on his face. Like, man, this is tough. He's human like the rest of us. Right. So, yeah, that's no that's no situation you want to be in. Man. Well, okay. My other side of it is, um, you know, people put celebrities on a pedestal and they forget that they're human beings just like us so Mm -hmm. i enjoyed as a person that wants to be married someday and wants to have kids and wants to have the whole thing it was nice to see like they went through regular shit like me and you and they actually came out on the other side of it at least outwardly happy and together and they figured it out that's what people do in 25 years of marriage it's work it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies even when you got all the money and all the access on the planet things still happen, but you can get through it. And for me, at least, that was like a good thing to see. Absolutely. I mean, I think you need to see long-term relationships like they have. I think we've all kind of... I think that's why it hurt us a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you look at Jada and Will, kind of like Barack and Michelle. 100%. Right? It's so it's kind of like, damn, there's like a snag in my cashmere sweater, right? <laughs> like, what am I... It's not perfect anymore. so rich, anymore. y'all. Listen to how he talks. There's a snag <laughs> in my cashmere sweater. Ooh, an analogy for your ass. <laughs> I'm shook. So it's like, yeah, it I'm, I'm going to still wear it. I'm going right. to still rock with you, but, but I know. No, like yeah. there's a kink on the inside, in there, right? Yeah. Even so, if nobody else can see it, you know. Exactly, exactly. I'm impressed with Will. I think we don't see enough images of men standing by their women. It's always the narrative of he cheated, he had a baby with some other girl, and I stuck by him, mm-hmm. and he had 99 side chicks, or he went to prison, and I, you know, stayed down that the Keisha and Gucci phenomenon of like you know i'm gonna wait for my man you never ever 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 see a man supporting his woman in that way even on red table talk will was like i feel like um i think he made like a monica Lewinsky, bill clinton type of reference of like i feel like the the wife standing by you as you tell the world that you cheated on me and it's dope to see the flip side of it but let's you know be accurate here she didn't cheat a hundred percent you're a hundred percent right and i didn't even mean to say that you're a hundred percent right there was no cheating they were separated everybody knows the play if we separate shenanigans will ensue exactly i mean and apparently will he even said he's like i was doing me too right you know so now was it publicly disclosed right no it wasn't but you know you can't really get mad at Jada and not kind of like get mad at Will. They were separated. Like these There's nobody to be mad at. No one. Everybody's grown. We've been together 20 years. We are done. Effectively done. We just haven't, you know, worked out the kinks of a divorce. So, of course, she was going to be sleeping with somebody else. She just picked the worst possible, dumbest, lamest, corniest man of all time because he running his mouth. I think, yeah. I mean. Just shut up. Just get it and shut up. There's no reason. Like, he should have taken that to the grave with Period. Him. Why are we discussing this on TV 
on the radio. What is wrong with you? This is why we can't have fun with y'all the way we would like to because you're always talking about it. Not you personally, <laughs> but y'all. It's just making me mad thinking about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he, he saw an opportunity. Right, because Ooh. he has an al- album coming out to promote, and I think that, that he uses this as a way. Damn, yeah, that's and I think that's you really I think, think that's, that's the root of it. Yeah, of course, I think that makes it even worse. That's horrible. So this is like a promotional ploy. For yeah, him. so you're breaking up a, a relationship potentially right. Right. and a family because you're trying to make money. You know, like that's like they say, horrible. not all money is good money. Like that's like, come on, man. How I didn't do even that? know he had an album coming out. I'm not a fan. Which like, is I'm exactly out why that we're was, talking about this. Well, no, and I think that's what makes it even worse. Yeah. Because here it is, he did this right for the album rollout, and nobody still not doesn't even know he has an album. album because no one cared. No one <sighs> care. And you know this whole Will and Jada thing. It took me back to. The, shall I say, original entanglement, uh, which is Peter Guns, Amina Butterfly, and what was homegirl's name? Tara from Love & Hip Hop New York. Wow. And I know that it's good ratchet TV, but I will never forget, um, Peter was supposed to be with Tara, right? They were supposed to be in a relationship. They had a bunch of kids, but he was married to Amina. And the three of them had a sit down and Amina pulls out her driver's license and shows Tara that her last name is the same last name as Peter. I watched all 72 seasons of that show behind (laughs) the trio, (laughs) the three of them fighting over raggedy ass Peter Guns. Like what is wrong with y'all? He don't have no money. His career is over. He is washed up. He is a clown and a fool and making y'all look stupid. But it was so entertaining. I don't know why it's so juicy to see people's tomfoolery like that. It's kind of, it's almost like politics today. Okay. Right? You know, like at, at some point you kind of lose sight of what it is you're even fighting for. Mm, you just, just want to fight, fight the fight. other person just because. And I think that's probably kind of like what it came down to. It wasn't necessarily over him. Right. It's about like asserting yourself and being like, no, I'm the one supposed to be here. Like, I I'm it, better so than mine. you. Right, you know, so I think that's really what that kind of boiled down to. Dang, that stuff was juicy. I might watch an old episode. Shout out to Mimi, Stevie, and Jocelyn. You know, all the trifectas, thruples, entangles. Uh, yeah, shout out to y'all. It's not for me. And FYI, if you want to entangle with my man, don't do it. <laughs> I'm not the one or the two. But uh, it's fun to watch other people's shenanigans yeah as long as your stuff is clean at home it's interesting to watch other people's you know get that vegan popcorn yes praise god shout out to you i can't wait to eat that um in other news i wanted your take on because you're so brilliant i can't just talk to you about entanglements and shenanigans i wanted your take on performative acts like blm being painted on the streets do you think that the Redskins changing their name is a performative act? What are your thoughts on, you know, what we want is policy change, but what we're getting is um, the lift every voice and sing <laughs> right. being played at the NFL games. And we're getting names of victims on jerseys and we're getting Black Lives Matter painted in front of Trump Towers, which is all cute. And I'm not against by any means. I think it's dope. And I think that, those things will continue to keep the conversation going. They will bring in other people who are unaware, especially on a global scale, you know, with sports. Sports are played on or 
not played, but like uh, they play the viewings of the sports. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. All over the world. So mm-hmm. these are conversations that are going to be had, and that's great. But are they performative to you? Are they? What's your stance? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that to some extent it can. Some people can view it a little bit as a nuisance in a oh, way. Oh, I mean, not for, not for Quite black people. I think that. Of course, it's well-intentioned, yeah. right, by painting Black Lives Matter, and I'm a full supporter of that. But I think for those people that you want to eventually become allies, mm-hmm. they see these things and they feel like, man, this is kind of being forced down my throat. Like, I'm seeing it everywhere, mm-hmm. which I get it. Like, that's kind of, like, the point of it. Right. But no one necessarily wants to be forced to into do something, something right? Mm-hmm. I should be able to, like, bring you into it and kind of hold your hand and say, listen, you know, I feel like you're interested. Let me kind of, like, educate you on this But whose job bit. is that to do? Well, no, I think that it's that <laughs> other person, right, uh-huh. who's on the outside of that group uh-huh. to then say, hey, listen, you know, I really want to be an ally to you. Okay, got How it. do I go about As in doing white people that? need to do the work. Exactly. Instead of getting black labor for free. Again. Exactly. And, you know, even just for me, right, I'm one of those people that likes to take action, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a big brother for big brothers, big sisters. I'm very active in that. I've been doing that for five years. Mm-hmm. I support um, local judges who are running for office by uh, financially making contributions to them. Mm-hmm. I also support individuals who are running for uh, representatives or state senators. I love it. By going to their events. Florida Financially needs it. supporting them as well. And these are, these are not only you know people of color, but it's also women who need to be in these positions of power as well. So for me, that's kind of like how I go about lending my support to right. other people. And I think that if people that are outside of our kind of like cultural group, mm-hmm. if they start to do a little bit more of that, we then you're really going to effectuate change. Exactly. Okay. Because now we're like, you're empowering us in a way that painting something on the road is not necessarily going to do. Hmm. Okay. I like that idea. I get that. The problem with that is that we don't have that type of time. We don't have, we just don't have that type of time because too many of us are dying in the meantime of waiting for them to get inspired into action and inspired into change. Like we need uh, loud things now. We need your attention now. I think that's why the protests have worked the way they have in making things better because you don't have any other choice but to focus on this and face your demons and face your fears and face the things that you um have been running away from for so long so i think that i get that perspective and ideally it would go that way right like people would just be moved into doing something and making it a lifestyle choice but we don't have time how many victims have we had just since george how many brianna taylor's murderers excuse me still have not been arrested they're still at work yes let's get that trending again i mean i'm saying it should never not be trending so we just don't have the time to wait on them to be inspired Yeah, no, I agree. I think it kind of has to be a battle that's fought on two different fronts. Okay. Right? We need to kind of start on both ends and and bring it in. Exactly. You need to do both because one isn't going to do it in and of itself. And the Redskins, right? So they said that they would never, ever, ever change their name. And uh, cut to just yesterday, they said that they are retiring the Redskins name. And I don't know what they're going with now, but they're definitely pivoting. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, like I always say, you can't help people from a position of weakness, Mm -hmm. right? And I think the strongest position that you can be in is a financer. Mm -hmm. So the Redskins, money talks all the time. 
The Redskins decided to make this decision partly because companies like FedEx, who oh, are one of their there sponsors, there is no partly. There's no part. Uh, hey, friends, there is no partly. Uh, if FedEx did not say we're going to snatch a hundred million dollars from you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. 100%, period. hundred percent. And and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, the money talks. And FedEx, um, you know, I don't know their executive board, so I could be wrong. But there's a ninety eight percent chance that FedEx is responding to pressures from the community and they want to they want to land on the right side of this they want historically to be known as a company that was ahead of the game was a part of the change and they're using their money to pressure their partnerships into action and on one end ideally they would feel like this no matter what and they would organically want to make change but guess what as long as the change is happening i don't care where it's coming from whether it's because you love us and support us or you just know that you don't have a choice i don't care where we get it from i'll take it yeah i mean honestly like i don't necessarily care about your motivations behind it either mm -hmm. what your intentions are if you're looking at it from a financial perspective fine go ahead if you stand to benefit from this financially as well knock yourself out right but if through your actions you're making society better for us black people mm -hmm. people of color then go for it i really don't care but you also told me was that you that told me you didn't want kanye's money for george floyd's daughter yeah i did say that see and my perspective was exactly that like kanye can be a coon period <laughs> and i'm from chicago y'all know i love yay but he can absolutely be detrimental um to the community in some ways but him donating two million dollars to um Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, um Breonna Taylor paying for George's daughter to go to college I thought that that was fantastic you said that you wouldn't take the money that was just me personally yeah right because of Kanye's actions I'm not saying whether someone should or shouldn't do that but me personally I just didn't feel good about taking it you mm -hmm. know I think that even though that money is going to be used for fantastic things and put in a good place well I think if it were a different uh child that we were talking about okay right? because uh, Steven Jackson, mm -hmm. obviously he's a multi-millionaire, played in the NBA for a number of years. Do he, said, he have any money still? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, I think he does. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I'm not his financial advisor, <laughs> but I'm that's just, just asking, you know, the statistics, 85% of them are poor five years after they get out the league. True. But let's, let's move under the premise that he does have okay, money. Okay. Got you. So you. he said she's going to be taken care of. Yeah. Right? I'm assuming there's also going to be a civil case that's mm -hmm. going to be filed against the city. Mm -hmm. So then she's also going to get money from that. Mm -hmm. Now, look, you can never have enough money, Fact. but I don't think that this girl is necessarily going to struggle throughout her life okay. financially with all of the kind of outpouring of support mm -hmm. that she's received over the years. Barbara Streisand has even donated shares of Disney to her, I believe. And I'm sure there's other people that weren't acknowledged the by scenes. the media, mm -hmm. right? So for me, given all of that information that I have, I would tell Kanye, yo, you can keep your check mm -hmm. because I don't really co-sign the other activities and things that you're saying. But that's just me personally. Maybe I, I need to put my pride to the side and just take it. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of bad people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Kanye is a bad person. Right. He's entitled to his opinion. But there's a lot of bad people who've also done good things for people along the way. So right. it's like kind of like, do you cancel out the bad things that a person has done just because they've done good things good for thing. other people? I don't know. It's debatable. That's definitely a larger conversation. Um, it's just my perspective for me was I would take 
his money and really anybody else's money and I would donate it to the blackest, blackity black ass Juneteenth hood booger <laughs> conversation and committee that I possibly could. It would go straight to Detroit. Mm -hmm. It would go to Watts. It would go to the South Side. It would go to Opalaka. It would go to whatever neighborhoods that were 100% black that are having or experiencing food deserts that are in big trouble of things that, you know, need we need to be saved from, period, that only money can save us from, that's where I would put it. I don't care who gave it to me. Right. And I think for me, I would tell him to do that. Yeah. I'd say, don't give it to me. Right. You put it into that. Right. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. Like, that's how we, you know, that's how we kind of like settle it. Right. right? Get in the middle of exactly. it. Exactly. Don't give it to me. Give it to them. Put it where it goes. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, people criticize his wife a lot, uh, Kim Kardashian, for kind of, I don't even know what their critique is, but to sum it up, I think they feel like she's on the bandwagon of like um, social justice in regards to prison reform and getting people out. And for me, it's like, does it matter? These people are getting out of prison. They were wrongly convicted, getting out of prison, cases that in no way would they have ever gotten out. People have been working on these cases sometimes 20 and 30 years and have had no movement. Kim K tweets about it, boom, um, we're getting somewhere. At least it's on the docket. So what does it matter? Like, yes, ideally, maybe it would go differently or it would come from a celebrity that y'all approve of. But if she's helping prisons be reformed and black people get out of jail, why are y'all mad about that? There's really nothing to be mad about exactly. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if that was your family member, you would want them prison, out by any means. So what is the issue? I, I really don't know. I think, again, sometimes people just hate someone. And no matter what, what you do, do you're mm -hmm. never going to satisfy those people. They're just and I hate. think Kim Kardashian falls into that camp. You know, people are angry with like kind of the level of success that she's been able to achieve. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I don't know why she how she's been able to do that. Right? right. And then they see her kind of flaunting her wealth as well. And they're envious of that. Yeah. So, so that no, jealousy supersedes whatever activity she could be all the time partaking since in since the beginning of time. <sighs> I'm grateful that none of my listeners are haters like that. Um, I fuck with KKW. Um, I'm a big fan. Shout out to her. And I think that she's using her platform for good things, period. So I'll take it. You know, she's got a bunch of black ass kids, so I'll take it. And I think that she's genuine in what she wants to do. Like she's going to fight for things that it, I mean, I could scream it from the rooftops. You could scream it from the rooftops. She could tweet about it, and next thing we know, it's all over the news. Like, why not bring attention to things that need to be in the spotlight? She has a huge platform. Huge. I, I think it would be doing a disservice to if she wasn't using it. Using it. Right. So right. why not use it? You know. But even like her, her husband said, "Hater niggas have uh, babies with hater bitches and, and have hater, hater kids. kids. That's, That's just the way it is." So you know. <laughs> use that as the song to open this episode <laughs> you're 100 right um i need to pivot with you again because i just have so many questions for you and this interview could be 900 days long <laughs> but you have to go you know make millions of dollars so i need a get rich tip from you for the people one that i'm already going to bring up is that um for my gentlemen out there when you get your suits made 
you have to get the inscription that says, I need my money by Monday. I took Jamal's coat, and that's what the inside of his coat says. I need my money by Monday. That is iconic. <laughs> yeah, I heard 50 say that. And I was like, you know, I was getting this suit uh, made. It's a bespoke suit. And I had an opportunity to You niggas don't it. know what bespoke is. I will link the definition for you in the show notes. They're going to have to Google it. Tell him, Jamal. Say it with your chest. Damn. And I had the opportunity to put something in there. I said, you know what? I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to put this in here. Money by Monday. That is brilliant. I love it. But I need a real get rich tip for the people. Hit me. Man, you know, I actually have a few. Okay. If you don't don't mind. Let's get into it. These are just kind of some of the things that I kind of like live by. Sips coffee. Let's go. Um, So first for me is, you know, not living beyond your means, Mm -hmm. right? You know, spend less than you make. Uh, and my mom would always tell me, don't wear your assets on your ass. I like that. Right? Um, she talking directly to me. <laughs> Got I mean, it. we're all guilty of that. I like my that. money in my closet where we're, I can see it. We're all guilty of that. Listen, <laughs> when, I was, when I was coming up, when I was a, a teenager, you know, I had a lifeguarding job. Mm-hmm. And I was making good money. And I was buying those America's Cup Prada sneakers Ooh, in every color. Lavish. Mm-hmm. Every color. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Italian everything. Mm. Gucci sunglasses. yourself. Armani jeans, everything. Had $13 in your account. Possibly. <laughs> when all was said and done. Possibly. Got but it. looking back, it's like, man, you know what? Like, I How wish I would have invested that money right. in something. Um, so to kind of segue to my next point, find a mentor. Find someone who's a financial expert. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it all alone. Get some advice, especially if you don't have, you know, a parent or someone who's really financially savvy. savvy. Yeah. You know, talk to someone and have someone in your corner. My financial advisor, you know, it's one of my friends I met in college. He's also an attorney. Um, he has an LLM in tax law mm-hmm. as well. Brilliant. So he really like kind of tackles Knows what he's everything talking about. for me yeah. exactly, and that's the type of person you want to have. Okay. Get a life insurance and disability policy. Hello. You know, because uh, you never know. A message know when... and a word, especially the way COVID is going down, the way BLM is going down, the way unemployment is going down. You're 100% right. I had uh, some friends up in Boca, two of my Jewish buddies, and their grandmother passed away mm-hmm. and she had a life insurance policy. They each got a million dollars. Praise tax God. Tax free. You know, so now that's their grandmother. I'm sure their parents are going to do the same thing exactly. for them as well. So that's two million dollars already each locked in that they got for doing absolutely for nothing. nothing. Exactly. So those are the types of things that we can do to kind of create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the disability policy. You know, if you get injured permanently, mm-hmm. at least you know if you can't go out there and work and earn a living, you can still get you know three, four, Something five, six thousand dollars a month depending on your earning power. That's fantastic. Um, patience. You know, a lot of people don't have patience mm-hmm. when it comes to finances it's like look i want this hustle i'm gonna try to do this i'm gonna flip this i'm gonna flip it's a microwave mentality they want it now they want it yesterday right and uh you know most of the successful people that you see today this was built over 10 20 not even 10 20 30 40 years right of patience um and kind of re-strategizing and moving things around to see what works for you because not everything is going to work along the way but patience and the long game is really uh, where you need to go mm-hmm. um i could keep going on but i i, I got time more. okay okay please cool. um another thing that i would say is invest don't save oh a hundred percent i tell people that all the time saving is for poor people yeah. i hate to break the news to you saving is poverty investing making your money work for you is the only way that you will get out of the rat race of check to check living period yeah um 
one of the books that I'm going to mention when you ask me about it is uh, by this guy named Ray Dalio. Mm -hmm. And he always says cash is trash. <laughs> right? You know, like you don't need to be holding on to cash. You don't need to keep it right. in the Versus banks. Versus cash is king. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, well, he's saying, look, don't get your money. Right. But put it in a vehicle that's going to grow your money. Correct. Right? If I put it in a money market right now, for example, the average rate of return is like 0.35% or something like that. It's right. really low. But inflation annually is about 1.9%. And it eats up so much of your money. So you're you're literally losing money by keeping it in the bank due to inflation, mm -hmm. right? So I think the best thing to do would be to put it in, like, let's say an ETF or something where you're actually going to be making a little bit of money. I love it. Along the way. Educate the people. I hope y'all are writing this down. If not, it will all be in the show notes, guys. <laughs> uh, diversify your investments and your sources of income. You know, my main bread and butter for me is uh, my law firm, obviously, mm -hmm. but I have investments in real estate. I also invest in the stock market. Um, I'm a notary. Coins everywhere. Well. Coins on coins. Uh, I'm about to start a title insurance of company course you are. as well. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> You're not busy. You don't yeah. have anything else to do. Like, what? How many hours in the day do you have, young man? I don't know, but I wish I had an extra two or three. Okay. I need yeah. a virtual assistant. Actually, I'm hiring y'all. Email me. Do it. Well, independent contractor, because she's not trying to pay your taxes. Period. I can't afford it, y'all. I can't afford it. It's get rich <laughs> or get drunk. I can't be giving you all my coin. Um, one of the best things that I do is I track my monthly expenses. Right. Very right? important. Do you so, use Mint or an app or just QuickBooks? Okay. I use Excel. You're so old school. Not I know. Not Listen, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, that's because that's what I was kind of like introduced to. I use yeah. Mint, of okay. course, but I like to go in there and kind of like plug Physically the numbers. Physically do it exactly. yourself. Got it. Um, not only your expenses, but also your assets and your liabilities. Okay. And how they fluctuate. Exactly. So I actually do that with a dry erase board. Okay. Right? So I have my liabilities on one side mm -hmm. and I have my assets on the other. And all of my liabilities, I put in red ink and then all of my assets I put in black ink. Mm -hmm. So the liabilities, I obviously want that number to be significantly less than the assets. So if I notice that my liabilities, the, the amount of that is going up, whereas my life, um, excuse me, my assets are staying the same or diminishing, then I realize, hey, I need to reassess here. And restructure some things. Exactly. So that I'm putting more money into reducing those liabilities and improving or gaining on the asset side. Man. We could have did a whole episode on Get Rich Tips. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to hit me with it like this. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think just, you know, having those visuals, seeing it instead of guessing. Right. Really helps you. It shows you exactly where you are. It mm -hmm. paints that picture so you know what you need to work and on. And you can't change your financial picture if you don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. So many people are scared to check their credit. They're scared to check their account balance. How are you going to tackle something that you don't jump into head first? When you swipe in that credit card, you ain't worried about it. You have no issue about swiping that card. So don't have an issue about checking your finances, rechecking your finances, and checking it again. Just make it your standard to do once a week. Get into it and, and run your money and run the numbers. Absolutely. Two, two final points. Mm -hmm. One, uh, when you go into a bank, they should know your name. Okay. Right? I think you should try to bank local if you can. Also bank black if Facts. you can. There's one United here in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, I have an account with them. I don't have a ton of money in there, yeah. but I said, you know what? Let me put a little bit of money for the cause. For the right? culture. And I think I that's another it. way that maybe some of our allies can help us. That's a brilliant us. idea to bank black. Bank black mm -hmm. because then the bank takes that money and uh, invest it, put it out into the community so that black businesses can grow. Mm -hmm. they, they lend the money out to other uh, people and institutions as well. 
Um, and then finally, what I'll also say is try a compound interest calculator. Oh, get into it. You can probably find that a bank rate or just Google it, compound interest calculator. And what I love about that is you can simply put in uh, the number of years you have until retirement. Mm -hmm. right? So let's say you have 30 years left. Uh, you say, okay, I'm going to put $10,000 a year into a retirement account. What it's going to do is it's going to compound the interest that you're going to be able to uh, achieve or mm -hmm. accrue over that period of time. There's going to be kind of like a 2% variation. Mm -hmm. The average rate of return is 10%. So let's say you go down to 8 mm -hmm. or maybe up to 12 mm -hmm. in a good year. And it'll kind of have like these line graphs that show you what your potential earnings are. I use acorns for that. Time. Okay, sure. Acorn, a, acorn can because work as well. Because this is a, you know, I have a millennial following mm -hmm. and we love an app. Mm -hmm. So you are 10 million percent correct. Y'all use acorns. Mm -hmm. Acorns will do this thing for you. They will take the money out of your account without you even thinking about it. And that might, they will give you the charts and the graphs and show you if you contribute this amount of money, this is how much it will be worth in 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Like, absolutely, I agree. Yes, yes. Acorns got it. They have figured it out. They have made me a ton of money when I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I said it and forget it. And then I go back and look in eight months and be like, oh, I'm rich. Yep. Praise God. Let me put some more money into it. And when you see it and you see the chart moving, you want to put more money into it. 100%. I mean, that's what anybody would want to do. And I think that, you know, there's this thing called dollar cost averaging, mm -hmm. right? So, Every two weeks, you want to put in whatever you can, right? Okay. $100, $1,000, whatever the case may be. But you want to keep contributing and kind of like leave it alone. Yeah, don't set it and forget it. Don't constantly go in there buying and I no. mean buy, but don't sell like every other day and stuff. We're not day traders here. None of us are really financial experts unless you're licensed to be a financial right. expert. And even then, they're not perfect. Right. Um. So yeah, just, you know, invest as much as you can. Agreed. A hundred percent. Now that we've talked about money... I need a cocktail. What is the get rich? Excuse me. See, I'm already thinking about money per usual. <laughs> I need a get drunk cocktail from you, Jamal. What do you like to drink? What do you order at the bar? What do you recommend for the people? These are uncertain times and they need a beverage after all of those get rich tips. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it depends on the mood that I'm in. Oh, well, what's the vibe? <laughs> Hit me for the summertime Miami vibe. What is it? Well, you know, I like wine. Oh, right? oh fancy. So, I told y'all he was fancy. So I like a, a nice Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if money's no object. It ain't. You know, you got go it. with a Latour <laughs> oh, or Lafitte Rothschild. You niggas ain't never been nowhere. They don't know nothing <laughs> about that. But I will link it in the show notes. Get into it. Yeah, or maybe like Petrus or something. Mm -hmm. Quincy Jones, that's one of his uh, favorite brands. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's really good, actually. It's it's pricey. Um, but, you know, if you can that's have a That's why we get this money. Exactly. Go for it. Um, but then, you know, I also like a, a smoked... Um, old fashioned. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm really kind of simple with that. I like it because I can sip on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can sit there and enjoy it over a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and then pretty much anything that they have at Les Serenus. Uh, uh, obviously. Hello. I Are just, they back open? I'm not sure. I hope so. We should go there. We should have a cocktail on that. Yes, deal. Les Serenus is A1. Um, if you are here in Miami or if you are in Positano, Italy, because there are only two on the planet, and they are both vibes. I have personally uh, scouted the location for y'all. 
it is better than you can imagine. I want to stay at the hotel, though, next time. I just had dinner. Okay. But they were sold out because I went in high season. Anywho, though, enough about me. One one <laughs> final thing. Please. Um, I think another great thing to do is to actually have a conversation with the bartender. Okay. The mixologist. Hello. Right? And let them kind of get a sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and recommend something for you. And have them recommend something for you. I love signature cocktails. I like cocktails that aren't necessarily on the menu. Mm-hmm. Something that the bartender mixologist created. And, uh, you know, you can enjoy that. And tip them accordingly. Exactly. Tip, always. Tip always. And tip some more. I have a hat on the website that says tip her if you love her. It's at getrichorgetdrunktrying.com. Y'all know the vibes. We are team bartender in this house and on this podcast. Always, always tip your wait staff and be nice to them. And um, they will be nice to you. Yes. Especially here in these Miami streets. Right. Now, I need a book from you, Jamal. Educate us. You have a big, giant brain. Hit me with something fantastic, a book that has changed your life or influenced you in some way. What can I recommend to the people? Man, there's, I've read so many books over the years. Like I said, um, Principles by Ray Dalio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a hedge funder. Okay. And he built this like massive, massive hedge fund out in Connecticut, has beautiful homes all over the country as mm. you can imagine um but he really started out with nothing you know okay. he doesn't come from a rich family or anything and the first half of the book he kind of talks about himself and building up the uh business mm-hmm. but then he also kind of talks about meditation and okay. how that kind of helps him which is key for me okay. you know i meditate especially when you're in kind of like a high stress environment like you need to kind of have center some meditation yourself. to center yourself exactly so i'd recommend that um, in light of everything that's going on in the country right now, I'd also recommend another book called Race, Class, and Gender in the okay. United States, um, just to give perspective on those different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also another book by D.L. Hughley that I really like. Uh, I thought it was funny. It's entertaining. It's not too, too difficult to read. It's called How to, ne- How to Not Get Shot at Other Things, <laughs> okay. I think, According to White People. <laughs> okay. Got um, it. I like the a, title. It's, yeah, it's a great book. I didn't it's know funny. he even wrote books. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It has pictures in there as well oh, for some of the people, oh, you know, who okay. have difficulty reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody that listens to this show is highly literate, <laughs> but I know what you yeah. mean. Gotcha. Yeah, Just but, in case. Yeah, because some people like to listen to the audiobooks, yeah, but this gotcha. one is not that bad to actually pick up a physical copy of the book Heard. to read it. Um, but yeah, those are three books that I'd say, you know, you go ahead and change read. the game. Yeah. I will link all of those in the show notes for you. Do you have any last words for the people before I let you go? And I 100% need to have you on the show again. Cause you've got some good commentary, my friend. Yeah. I'd love to be back. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you know, just stay safe out there. People, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what these faux physicians on Facebook and Instagram Scammers. are saying. Trust Scammers. me. I work with a lot of healthcare professionals, and this is not a game. At all, in the slightest. And shout out to everybody in Florida. Just yesterday, we had 15,000 new COVID-19 cases. Um, It appears that the death rate is going down, but don't let that give you some type of false sense of calm calm or of um, security. It's not a game. And as we know, black people are being disproportionately affected and y'all don't have the insurance okay i'm not donating to no gofundmes <laughs> because you wanted to go to a pool party so stay in the house wear your mask like come on I'm, I'm honestly i'm begging y'all it's just enough going on we don't need this added layer just for no reason it's just not worth it no find you a jada stay in the house oh 
You know what? That's a perfect note to close the show on. I want to thank Jamal Jones for being with me today. And I will link all his info in the show notes and his cash app for the girls that want to shoot their shot. Everything costs around here. Okay. Run your money up. Um, thank you, Jamal. Thank you, Asia. All right, guys, that's it for me this week. I will see you all next episode. And uh, in the meantime, be good.